Welcome to another exciting edition of Near Mint Comic Radio, your local comic shop shrunk down, gamma radiated, and sworn to protect the world that fears and hates it, and aired live every week, only on the Non-Productive Network, the only place that would have us. I'm your host, Frank, joined in studio as always by Pete. Hi, Pete. Almost did it in one, Frank. Yeah. On Near Mint, we rank and review comics from best to worst. That's Mint, Near Mint, good, fair, and poor to you newbies, and try to guide you in what to read and what might be better to avoid. Very excited this week. We are doing Powers of Ten, issue number four. Yes. Uh, Feels like so many more, but yeah. Well, this it, is four. It, this is what the eighth issue of a twelve-issue series. I think that's probably yeah. right. So, um, a twelve-issue two series. Whatever. <laughs> yes. Oh, arc. damn you, Hickman! Yeah, there's this. Why was, do you have to be so confusing? This one was the least confusing power of ten that we've had in a while. I'm going to agree with you on that. This one. was pretty straightforward. It was pretty much, I think, just in two time periods. Well, uh, three. Oh, okay. Briefly. Uh, so we get a lot of interesting questions answered in this but it's not really a a heavy development issue right it's not like a hell of a lot really quote happens Mm. in it uh but i still really enjoyed it i liked what we got to see i like to see cypher or professor x introducing uh cypher to krakoa yes uh and we got to see a little bit about that that was a little uh creepy for me as an x-man fan oh because that that get up that xavier was wearing with the pith helmet yeah. The, the the old British Empire pith helmet thing is actually not something that Xavier himself is known to wear. It's actually way more associated with Cassandra Nova. That's Xavier's twin sister whom he strangled in the womb. <laughs> wow. I do not recall this. Yeah, this wow. is a... Uh, I believe this was from Grant Morrison's run mm. on the X-Men. That's a very, super and she's a crazy. really nasty villain. Oh wow! She's one of those ones that they roll out, and like the whole thing of it is there's no possible way to defeat her. Wow! And I, I hate, I hate those kinds of villains. Is she? Uh, what? What is her? Uh, does she have any special abilities, or is she um, mutant too? I believe it's mostly uh, kind of like Xavier's. A lot of, a lot of very powerful ma- mind stuff. Mm. Okay. Uh, that's interesting. I did not pick up on that at all. I just thought it was fun yeah. to see Cypher uh, flex and use his ability to create an entire, or translate an entire backstory for the island, which was weird. A very weird backstory. Uh, tying it into Apocalypse, I believe. It was Apocalypse, Apocalypse and, Horseman, and, right? uh, and Magic, I believe. Oh, wow. With her, uh, with her soul sword. So, I mean, just you know, blade, answering some background questions, but at the same time introducing a whole bunch of other ones that I don't think will probably get resolved in this uh, series. I don't know if we're going to go that deep into the history of Krakoa. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, plant the seeds for later stories. Good for you. I like that. I like I'm ex- that, I'm expecting that we're going to get some of these Apocalypse and Four Horsemen yeah. questions answered. That does seem like it. The real meat of the story, the thing that we should probably spend about two hours talking the about. The thing that we skipped over? Yeah. Is Mr. Sinister's fantasticness. <sighs> I am so upset about this. Upset? Yeah. All right. I I mean, I enjoyed this take on the character. Yeah. It makes zero sense to me based on the established history of Sinister. So I, I, I kind of thought maybe this was something where I was missing a lot of development in between, but I also, by this point, I've started to suspect that anything new that happens in these books that seems new is just new. Yeah. Uh, so Sinister, 
the way I remember him, which to be honest is largely from the, the 90s cartoon show, <laughs> he's a mutant geneticist. Uh, he's he's pretty fabulous in design, but other than that, like he's not a humorous character. No, he's, he's sinister. Yeah. Really. Uh, the established history of him in the comic books is that he was Nathaniel Essex, actually a human geneticist. Oh, that's right, and he added from the eighteen hundreds. Yeah, and uh, he ended up striking a bargain with Apocalypse for more power, essentially, and. That's how he got the weird powers and and the weird look mm-hmm. to him, but he was essentially very much a uh, a Victor Frankenstein kind right. of character. I believe he was originally searching for the cure to some sort of genetic uh, defect in his wife and child. Right, you know the classic thing, the yeah. classic trope. And now we've got this guy who. Uh, he definitely, you could see where the, it, it, how do I put this? I feel like he's, um, he's, uh, uh, Dr. Venture as an X-Men who has like the very basics. He has genetic engineering abilities. So he's made uh, dozens of clones of himself and he's populated a sinister court where he's just sort of interacting with himself all the time, killing himself, uh, deposing people, some of them are mutants and some of them aren't. It is, there's no real explanation. There's a no. lot of uh, ancillary text throughout that doesn't really clarify anything. It's just, it's like world building. It just creates this idea of what Sinister is now, but no explanation as to why he's this way or why the sudden change in this character. I like it, but it's weird. Yeah, I, I, I get it. It's almost a... Uh... A Dr. Frankenfurter meets Mr. Mixia Spitlick. Sure, okay. Kind of All vibe. that tracks, yeah, yeah. There, There is a... We're not doing a great job of describing this, but we actually are. Yeah, Dr. Like, Moreau meets Dr. Frankenfurter. Yeah? Yeah. But with the weird powers, too. Yeah, there is a Seemingly. L- yeah, there, it, it's, it's a very surreal moment. But the cool thing about it, to me, is it justifies what we said in our last episode. I think by introducing Sinister into the mix now, when Charles and, and, and Magneto, um, I guess Charles and Eric, if I want to be super familiar with both, uh, reach out to Sinister to start making a database of mutants, I think we're beginning to see those dividends on the pod people argument right Mm. that's why we're from the last issue all the x-men die this issue we're running into sinister who's making bunch of other sinisters i mean and this is how we make backup x-men yes i had not thought of that there you go interesting i'm i'm glad i i I was able to help with that i think i think that's what's happening it seems like it it flows narratively i have to i have to go back and reread those bits of uh of sinister gossip again it, now. Some of it feels like it could fit in, but it's so random that it's vi- it's like it's a I, Rorschach test. You, it depends I on get what you the want. Disti- I get the distinct feeling that the that almost all of these are going to make perfect sense by the end of the oh yeah by the end of the books. I would agree with that. I like we're going to go book back and say oh that's that's what he was talking about. That's what he was talking about. Yeah, I think so, so. Some of them are obvious enough to give you hints. Or to at least get get you uh, going on who he's talking about. Mm-hmm. I mean, something about the survival of the fittest. Yeah, yeah. And then there's the yeah. bald man. 
Right, right. Some of it's uh, pretty obvious, but you, even then, it was the context... Clearly, they're, he's pr- prophesizing about Telly Savalas. Of course. Yes, another deep cut from Pete. Uh, yeah, uh, so the last part of the story that we haven't really touched upon is the thousand years of the future, that thing that seems like a complete non sequitur. It's when humanity, or Earth, I guess is a better way of describing it, whatever uh, ends up... Uh, the librarian and whatnot. Yes, and what looks like a little floating Nimrod. Um, uh, Identifies you, itself as a floating Nimrod, I believe. <laughs> reach out to uh, a phalanx, or the phalanx, or what have you, about ascending. And we got to get some context of this, that when societies become complex enough, they could ascend. The phalanx ascends machine intelligence, but not human intelligence, not organic yeah. intelligence. So they come up with a way of, like, if we upload our brains into computers and you ascend the computers, is that good enough? And we're left hanging. So, yeah. which is an in- interesting existential question. It's a philosophical question. It's a brain in the box. Are you different than a perfect copy of you that's in a machine? You know, that's kind of interesting. Uh, but I don't know where this plays out in this story no, at all. I don't know how this fits exactly. Except it is a little bit more background on the whole. In the future, it's not human versus mutant. Uh, human powered by machines versus mutant dominated by machines. It is, in fact, machine versus, that's it, machine inherited the world. Um, <coughs> it's an interesting story. Or did they? Maybe. I mean, th- there's an implication that, you know, there are the biological creatures that are looking to transform, that live on beyond the machines. Yeah. It, it, the the line between... Maintain their, their identity. It's... It, this it connects and doesn't, and that's what's crazy about Powers of Ten. So far, everything connects, but not quite all the way there. Which I just hope. I think our next issue is going to be one of those redlined issues. It is, and that's supposed to be like remember the last House time of X Five. I think the last time we had that was the reveal of Moira. The Moira, X. yeah, and those were like amazing issues. So this could be a big one. Yeah, I'm excited. All right, time to rank. Uh, what do we think about Powers of Ten number four? I got to admit, Sinister is one of my favorite mm. characters Uh-oh. in the X-Men. And I I just cannot handle what they did to him. <laughs> I can't do it. it. It just... If you want to change his personality somehow, that's fine. But do it in some sort of way that it makes sense with the timeline. Because if we're looking at this, the, the difference is... That, that are here, as far as I can tell, the differences between realities should use Moira McTaggart as a fulcrum. Okay. Yeah. Like, her birth, like things happened before her birth mm. shouldn't be changed. Right. And it doesn't seem like there's so much that radically changes because she is just Generally one Generally speaking, yeah. yeah. But there's no reason for Sinister's baseline personality to be so different. So I, I got to, with those inconsistencies, also, there's some inconsistencies about how, uh, how powerful Cypher's abilities are mm-hmm. and how, how long it takes him to pick up on languages. I, 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 can't, I can't give it more than a good. Oh, I'm sorry. disappointing. Uh, I love Sinister in this, uh, possibly because I, 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 I like the villain. I like the character, but somehow this felt good, although it does feel more like alternate universe now that I think about it. Uh, it didn't. It didn't shake me to my core. I am okay, and I did enjoy it. So I'm gonna give it a near mint. 
Uh, and that's it. That's it for this episode. We are all caught up. I cannot wait for the next issue. It's hopefully going to be a big one, a doozy. Yeah. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy this episode of Near Mint, please like, follow, and subscribe so you get the latest in the podcatcher of your choice and leave us a good review. We need those to pay bills. That's the sound of money going bling, bling, bling. Bling, bling. This has been a non-productive media presentation. Executive producer, Frank Hablaoui. This program and many others like it on the Non-Productive Network is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Please share it, but ask before trying to change it or sell it. For more information, visit non-productive.com.